If you run a small business, you need the most from every investment. That's why Comcast Business gives you more, like our new gig speed Wi-Fi, plus unlimited data, all on the largest, fastest, reliable network for small businesses. Comcast Business, powering possibilities. Don't miss our special holiday offer. And ask how to get up to a $750 prepaid card with a qualifying bundle. Call today. Ends 12-4-2022. Restrictions apply. Requires gigabit extra bundle with two-year agreement. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. So we will go to overtime in game two of the Stanley Cup playoffs, all tied up at a goal apiece. Half taken away, Cuffer down low. Oh my goodness! The Chuskin had the chance. The goalie was down and out. Big battle. Had it hammered free. Good play by O'Connor. Hell, hit. It comes for Stern. Back into the point. Given off for Kale McCarr. Holds, looks into the slot. Shot blocked away. Another shot. This is Reed Saunders, professional Colorado sports announcer. 1-0 to Ryan, drives it to right, going back, Puig, and it's gone! You're tuning in to the Mile High Pundit Podcast. It's too good to be true, but believe it! Oh, hell, Follow us on Twitter, at Mile High Pundit Podcast. Loose ball in the front court, Grant dumped it home! And the Denver Nuggets lead it by 20 points in the game. Now, here's your hosts, Joel James and Jared Shuck. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. And when I do mean welcome back, I mean welcome back. It's been a little bit. But the Avs have nabbed two straight at home. And uh, we're pretty excited here getting into uh, recording this the morning of game three, uh, enemy territory. We got the Avs rolling into Nashville. I think they got there safe yesterday, um, but they are doing absolutely uh, everything they can to make it about as hostile of an environment as we've both seen, Jared. I mean, Nashville's been doing that since 16 or 17, wherever they actually, the first time they got in. Washington's done it before. I mean, it, it doesn't matter. I mean, there, there's people... I got a I got a buddy we went to high school with who's going to the game today. Um, he sent me a Snapchat into our uh, we call it the Avs bitching room group on Snapchat. Um, uh, uh, he's like he's like well, which one do I wear today? And he had the reverse retro that you are so prominently rocking at the moment, or the uh, Stadium Series from 2015. Of course, my vote was reverse retro, but I, I mean, here's the thing. Bridgestone's always gonna be raucous. We we know that for a fact. It, it always has been. Um, yep. It, it's it's just a matter of man, weathering the first five ten minutes and kind of trying to get the crowd out of it. Look. Yeah, most definitely. Um, they are. Yeah, I mean, we're we're just gonna kind of break down the uh, first kind of two home games of the series. Um, what is there to break them. down in game one? Hold on, stop. What is there to break down in game one? Absolutely not, not a nothing. fucking thing. Next, they <laughs> so game two, <clears throat> the uh, the real McGiblets of this series kind of kind of showed, um, in my opinion. Uh, Predators came to play. I would say it was a extremely extremely solid performance from a one Connor Ingram. 
um, especially with how the Avalanche absolutely obliterated big save Dave, uh, occasional save Dave, if you will. Um, no save Dave. Ingram played well. And if you're Nashville, you've got to wonder, even if they have like an 85% UC Soros, you know, would they still go with Ingram in this game? Here's the thing. It's going to be a waste of eight days or it's going to be a waste of 10 days. That's it. It, it, it doesn't matter to me. UC Soros isn't going to come in and turn the series on its head. Connor Ingram can, can continue to stand on his head a la Mike Smith. Um, but it, right now, it just, it just seems like that the, every, everything is going right for Colorado. They're not getting goaded into the stupid shit. The right people are stepping in for the right people when, when shit's starting to pop off. They're staying out of the penalty box for the most part, and they're letting Nashville kind of dictate the way they want to play. And Colorado's saying, okay, we'll just keep playing our game. We don't care. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> you, are, you, you are seriously feeling that the Avs just kind of outclass them through all three lines. Um, they, I, I feel like they took what was Nashville's best punch um, because anytime you get you know, embarrassed like that in the playoffs, you're going to want to come back and play your best hockey. And it was evident that that was what they tried to do. Um, but it was still like, if, if you gave me those two games to watch, Jared, I would almost think just like, if I, if I, if I didn't see any of the goals, I would think game two was the game where the abs cleaned up. I, I wouldn't have thought, you know, for me, like they just, they looked good, man. Um, they, they were holding him to their zone, which is what I loved to see for most of the game. Um, they were taking all the crap that, like what you were saying with, you know, Nashville trying to, to implement their game, but this Avs team is just, they're too opportunistic. They are too potent for that. And, and the Avs are showing through two games that they can play either style. Yeah, they, they can play that physical style. Nashville brought it in game one. They wanted to try to lay the body, trying to try to assert some dominance in, I mean, there's in, what, in like game 60 one. hits, 60 hits game one. <laughs> yeah. And then there was a hundred and like a hundred some odd in game two. So, I mean, Na- Nashville tried to impose it in game one. Caro said, fuck you. And started giving it right back. And Coro still came out of that with a 7-2 win, really. I mean, we had the Brazilian tacos. It was great. Everybody was happy. <laughs> uh, and, and then game two, Nashville still wanted to lay the body. Colorado was like, nah, whatever. Okay. Cool. Who gives a shit? So The energy that they're exemplifying was after Nate's uh, game one interview. And I just, I loved it. Well, and, just, and you, even post, you even posted the picture of him sitting yeah. on the bench, stone-faced, after a 7-2 win. He's like, this dude's locked in. He is locked in. He's ready to make a deep, deep run right now. Mm-hmm. It makes me think about, you know, this time, you know, around this time last year when uh, we were having a hell of a different discussion about just what this team needed to do to get back to that great playoff form that we're seeing. I mean, I think they've, they've done it, man. Well, and the, here, here's the thing too. Here's the thing that everybody is kind of talking about, but not really getting too deep into it. We lost Andrew Cagliano after game one. You slot in um, Logan O'Connor. One for one. Boom. Everyone's bitching money. What about new hook? What about new hook? Bro, Newhook does not fit this series. He fits into the Minnesota series perfectly. He does not fit into a St. Louis series. He fits into a Calgary series, not a Dallas series. He fits into an Edmonton, not an LA. This is all situational. Newhook yeah, is a fast speed guy. What we need is tougher guys on that bottom six right now. End of story. I mean, let's be honest, for, for bottom six even, I mean, he's your, he's your 3C. In my opinion, he, he's not a fourth line guy. Um, 
he he doesn't have the like the the the, the skill set for it necessarily. When I look at LOC compared to you know guys like McDermott and you know Sturm and all those, like no, um, there's a reason. I don't know. There's there's a reason why I was beginning to just sort of fall in love with Sturm's play. It's because he does all the dirty stuff off the stat sheet, and it was a primary factor in why they came away with an overtime win. I mean, um, you know, Kale, that was a great, great goal, but the abs of old wouldn't have set it up like that, I think. And that's what makes them so dangerous now. And the, the, the scary part too, and I said this in our round one preview, my X factor was going to be the bottom six. Colorado has the edge right now. Flat out. The only thing Nashville's bottom six is doing is imposing the body and imposing their will. And our bottom six just doesn't care. They're like, cool, we'll take the hits and let, let the big dogs eat up front. Perfect, no problem. Um, I mean, I'm 90% sure that I think that bottom six came out plus two from game two. Um, I'm, I'm pretty sure Logan O'Connor was out there for McKinnon's goal and then um, obviously the OT winner was the fourth line that was out there and I mean <laughs> you, you, can let, you can let your top gun score like that perfect great and because you know McKinnon's going to probably get double shifted all afternoon we know that's coming McCarr is going to see close to 30 minutes again which he did and I mean, he's worth he's worth every single penny we're paying him, one hundred percent. Let me tell you, when <laughs> when broadcasts are trying to do everything they can to talk about Roman Yossi's Norris run, and I feel like they're not actively watching the series in front of them. Yossi is getting dog walked by the likes of Manson, by the likes of Mac. It's like I said, you know, he, he like, we, we were both talking about this. He doesn't do too much five on five. Um, and that's why when, when it comes down to it, in my opinion, Kale's just the overall, he, he's the more rounded, more rounded player. He's the more complete defender because he can do everything that Yossi does offensively and more while sacrificing his body, you know, while laying the hits, while, you know, to see his, his play grow up the past two years has been amazing to me. Um, but Yossi's kind of being not ineffective, but he, he has been taken out a little bit of this series just because of those. And... I <laughs> Roman Yossi on the OT goal gets absolutely burned by Darren Helm. That's a that's your Norris contender getting burned by a fourth line guy. Are you sure? You want to lock that in for six hundred? <laughs> no shot. No chance in hell do I lock that in, ever. And, I mean, let's just, let's, let's just break down the first goal, right? Obviously, it's a hell of a job by, by Johnson to chip that puck up and out. Um, we're in a kind of a, a half shift change, and I did check. Helm, plus two. O'Connor, plus two. How are you? Um, <laughs> and, I mean, McKinnon does everything right, because he's in on a two-on-one, essentially. He's looking off the shot the whole way, so Ingram has to respect the pass. He's not even looking at it time. And he pulls it in and, and drops that right shoulder further down so he can keep the shot low, because we know McKinnon. He loves to get the puck elevated. He loves to shoot high, high blocker, high glove, whatever it is. But he, he gets that shoulder lower to force that puck further down, and Ingram just has no time to react to it. I mean, that's a fucking bullet from McKinnon. Yeah. I mean, that's just the dog doing dog things. Um... <clears throat> I love to see it every time he does it. Like it, it, it continues to amaze me how he 
is just so fast in the zone. Like I I was rewatching a little bit of just like the uh, uh, the bigger plays before um, we started recording this. And it was almost like just whenever the puck gets to him, I mean, I put it out in a tweet yesterday, man. It's like he's moving it times 1.5. Like your TV just dubs to times 1.5 whenever he has the puck. It's like that is how much he they are skating him particularly around Nashville this series. And the the other thing, too, is that Colorado, and this is something we really haven't seen that much. Colorado is really um, forcing the forecheck on on Nashville. I mean, top line's doing a good job. I mean, they're they're more of a of a passive uh, one two two, which is which is completely fine for that top line. They've got the speed to do it. I'm I'm down with that. Same with second line. Cool, play that passive. If you want to go with an aggressive one two two, let's try and make it work. Three and four, though, they run a 2-1-2 forecheck, and it's an aggressive 2-1-2. F1 is immediately coming in and trying to separate the man from the puck. And second guy's the support option. And what they're doing is they're just pinning Nashville in their own zone all the time. I mean, leading up to McKinnon's goal, it's just a chip out by by Borwicki. And then... So Johnson has to has to go go back and retrieve, but then he just chips high off the wall as Borwicky, um, or not Borwicky, one of the the F three for Nashville pinches in on OC, and McKinnon's free, and Borwicky's Borwicky's like, oh no, he doesn't gap up. He's not holding. He's giving McKinnon a mile or the space to let one of the best playoff scorers in history. It's proven point Ever. per game. It's point yeah. per game. It's fucking proven. Ever like one point four, <laughs> you can't give him that much time and space to operate. He is going to fucking kill you every time. If I'm Nashville, I'm just I'm laying a body on McKinnon every single time. I'm throwing Yossi out there just to basically go out there, grab him by the back of the jersey essentially, and just walk him around. That's all you do. You just follow him at all times. And end, end of story. Because I mean, if you don't, McKinnon gets on a run. Because he's already heating up. If he just keeps going, oh, this is going to be a very quick game this afternoon. Like, I, I remember, so really quickly, game one, I left the house right at puck drop to go to hockey. Yeah. By the time I was out of, by the time I was like five minutes away, two nothing. I was so happy. I was like, man, I don't have to worry about this game tonight. And go play hockey. Who cares? This is awesome. And then I'm just like, yeah, fuck it. Take my phone on the bench with me. Who cares? And just kept laughing the entire time. And obviously down here in Dallas, we got nothing but stars fans. And they're, and they're just like, they're just laughing at me because I'm sitting here watching it. And they're like, what's the score now? I'm like, four nothing, five nothing, six nothing. <laughs> like, it, it just, Everybody even down here knows this team is good. They are really, yeah. really good. And yeah, I mean, 5-0 after one, it was just a clinic. Um, I think I was the one who said they were going to come out with a lot of force, but I, I wasn't even expecting that. Um, just the way the way that they're playing too, Jared, my, my abs in six pick, throw it out the window in the best way possible. Um, I think they're smelling blood in the water after that overtime win. If that was, if Nashville was going to win a game, it was going to be either this, that one or this one here today, depending on what happens. But I mean, I'm looking at the tape and I just, I, I, (laughs) I can't see them holding a candle in this series, man. I really can't. Um, Because if Matt gets going, it's like we were talking about, you know, just that, you know, get ready to go because here comes all of our tertiary and secondary guys. As soon as you overcommit to Mac. And I mean, that's why I loved guys like, like granted and getting out and getting a jump early. You know, that was good to see with, with how he's been playing. And, um, but yeah, I mean, just going down into Nashville, you know, it's going to be, you know, different environment. Um, 
they're probably going to continue to to stay at their chippy ways. Um, but you just got to bury your head down and, you know, either put yourself up in a position to sweep or get the next one in five in Colorado. But you cannot drop two in Nashville. If you drop one, that's fine. The 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 goal is it's just like in soccer. You come away with a point, right? And any away fixture, you try to come away with a point. It doesn't matter how you do it. If you come away with three points in soccer, great. If you come away with one win and one loss in Nashville this weekend, fantastic. And this shit back in Denver. Let's have the good handshakes that we didn't have against Nashville in Denver again. Um, Nashville's goal in game two. Yeah. I wanted to fucking chirp Gerard so bad for that. But in reality, he makes that play a hundred times. That happens once. At just a completely bullshit fluke bounce that ends up dropping right on the tape. And what was that fucking Sally that that Nashville player had? I really don't what? know. What? <laughs> Is he really trying to like know. staple gun himself to the to the window there? Like, <laughs> come on. I mean, oh, yeah, but- Man- Manson probably could have stepped over too. He had he had back help in Kadri. Kadri's maybe a step behind the other guy, which is fine. But I mean, he could have stepped. These are all just nitpicky. Sh- this is just nitpicky shit, really. And outside of that, I can think of maybe three other chances Nashville really had to kind of bury that yeah. game. And I mean, can I add that none of them came on the five on three? After we killed the five on three, I was like, this game is ours. It, uh, it'll happen. I don't care when. It took overtime. But the Avs scored on the first shot of the game and the last shot of the game, and they looked unbothered doing it. Even though they took them to, you know, nine minutes into OT, it was all in Nashville's zone, man. I mean, they were... You want to talk about pressure... There's that, and then there's like the Marianas Trench. Avs put the Predators in the Marianas Trench, that that OT, and most of that third period too. Um, it's just you know, with with the way that, and you were even talking about it too with Cogliano out, the Avs might get more dangerous. I mean, they have so they have so much depth to where. You know, if if Cogs doesn't suit up for for today's game, um, you know that's that's completely okay. You know, let him get his rest. The Avs are they're a deep squad. Um, but I I do have to bring this up, Jared. We we caught a little bit of heat from Steve Steger. Bro, <laughs> yeah, we did. There was no comparison to Bertuzzi. We all know what Bertuzzi did. We don't need the fucking history lesson from whatever that guy's name was. I don't care. We all know what Bertuzzi did. We all know why Bertuzzi gets booed, but yet we still boo Tyler Bertuzzi, who isn't even his son. Okay? No need to gatekeep. Like, and I, this is going to sound hypocritical because of our other take we had about the fucking wave. But we, I said, people pay their ticket. They're going to boo whoever the fuck they want. People are going to boo Mello if he ever plays in the NBA again. They'll boo him forever. They don't care. Nuggets fans will hate Mello forever. It doesn't matter. Um, If Rockies fans boo Nolan Arenado, I don't know why. That, That was not on him at all. Like, come the fuck on. But it's... It's the fact that Matt Duchesne bitched and moaned about wanting to play playoff hockey, want to do this, want to do that. I mean, really, I guess we could thank Matt Duchesne for giving us this amazing team in all reality. Yeah. If you want to look at it that way, you can, you can look at it that way. But Matt Duchesne is a villain to, I'd say, 95% of Avs fans. Yeah, and he and he's be the- that villain. He's just he, he's just one of those guys that you're going to hate no matter what. You're never going to boo Varlamov. 
you're not. I mean, I I can't hardly think of really anybody else that draws that much hatred outside of PK Subban, maybe. That's going to draw that much hatred from Avs fans consistently every single time he's in the building. Yeah. And I mean, it's, 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 it's easy to hate him, you know? I mean, even after the Colorado stuff, man, I mean, I was paying attention to Ottawa. I was like, let's see. Let's see what he can do by himself. He had three, yeah, he's like, what, three points in his first 20 games or something like that with Ottawa? So yeah. Some low number like that. And, and it was ridiculous, you know? They, they ended up trading him to Nashville because they're like, oh, this guy is the guy we thought he was. Hold on, let me back you up. Uh, Hold on. They traded him to Columbus. Oh, Columbus, yeah. Columbus on that playoff run where Columbus just kind of caught fire. And then he signs with Nashville as a free agent for five years, like seven and a half a year, and didn't produce for the first two of them. But he got back to, you know, he got back to where he wanted to be, which was playoff hockey. And, uh... Sorry, eight million a year. Eight mil. See, and, and he just... Uh, the fact that Avs fans were booing him after his two goals in a 7-2 route, that's completely okay. That's a Duchesne thing to do, bro. Like, <laughs> they... Uh, I don't know. They're like, you gotta, you gotta stop booing him. He's a good player. I'm like, I don't care how good he is. I'll boo him because he, you know, he didn't stick the process for this team. You know? Can, can you imagine? Hold on. Let's, let's, let's take this into another realm. Can you imagine if Todd Helton didn't want to be a part of Todd and the Toddlers for that 07 team? He would have no. gotten fucking booed. You yeah. know, like he would have been booed horribly, man. It's horrible. But yeah, like similar, you know, similar things with Melo. Like he's a guy that chose to not, you know, win with this franchise. And he, he wanted to go to, to greener pastures like, uh, you know, like so many free agents in Denver's history have done. Um, Andre Iguodala comes to mind. You've got a slew of Rockies we could go down. Um, but at the end of the day, Jared, you know, I don't want someone on my team who exemplifies that kind of mentality where, oh, I want to take the easy way out. You know, I'm Kevin Durant. I want to join the greatest playoff team alive and go, you know, win just off the skin of that back. That's the type of dude that Duchesne is. And that is the type of dude that you can most definitely boo. And just thinking about the, again, the way that Colorado won today, or not today, that might be a little Nostradamus for you, but uh, the way that they won that overtime game, they took Nashville's absolute best punch that I feel like, in, in my opinion, and they just chewed it up and spit it out. They were like, okay, like, good for you guys. You guys can kind of hang with this. Oh, you guys think the, um, you know, the 7-2 game as of the other, uh, game one was, you know, like that 7-2 game, that wasn't our best shot. We'll give you guys our best shot tonight. And they couldn't handle it at all. Exactly. And I mean, even just looking at the advanced analytics, you know, um, from for for game two, I I mean, almost 70 percent Corsi four for Colorado through 68 minutes, 68 and a half minutes. Um, I I mean, 21 high danger chances. To 13. This just it really. Everything screams. Colorado should have won that game. And that's how it is. I mean, take, take into account Colorado being on a 5-on-3 to start the third and killing that off completely. That alone, that building got charged quick. Like, Colorado, like, Ball Arena was loud and they were ready to fucking rock. And if, if it wasn't 
like we've said, if it wasn't for Connor Ingram, th- this that game's eight eight one, easy easy eight one. Um, yeah. I do want to go into the OT winner by our our favorite redheaded defenseman, Kale McCarr. Um, the. I mean, it's before, been a the, big uh, week for Ricard, man. You know, no big shit. TV spot, big, uh, big game winner. <laughs> no, no shit, man. I mean, the the other the other part of it too is that Nachushkin had a chance to end it too off of a Confer feed, and Yossi had a great stick lift in front. Confer had another chance right behind it where Puck's just sitting there; he couldn't get a stick on it. I mean, he he had a couple chances to tuck it, and I thought we were going to get a Bucci OT winner on the on the pod page, which would have been awesome. Um, <laughs> but that that goal just kind of in like like we like we talked about that for that bottom six is going to determine the series. LOC with a good pinch, low, and then Darren Helm comes in and just and keeps the puck alive and funnels it back out. And, and everything you notice, even with this fourth line, typically fourth lines, heavy lines, not very fast, not very skilled. That puck was snapped around so fast that it was in the corner. It was up to Taves, over to McCarr, over to Sturm, on goal, blocked by Yossi. McCarr gets it back and fires it to a, with a high screen by, by OC. Now, the thing that nobody saw and that nobody's really talking about is Darren Helm absolutely fucking bullying Dante Favreau in front of the net? Like, I, 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 I don't know if I can even show it to you on here. Like, it, like it was absolutely just mind-boggling how he just dummied Favreau all the way up in in front of the net. I mean, the the Robo Cam from behind Nashville's goal. Yes. Yeah. Is the is the one that's just phenomenal because um, you can actually see um, Helm and Fabro right here. We're just we're on, getting into we're, it. Yeah, we're on a Google Meets right now, um, and he he just absolutely just dummies him. Watch, he's just gonna bully his way all the way through Fabro to get to the front of net. Stays out of the crease the oh. entire time, and then puts Fabro in a horrible spot. I mean, there is no reason Fabro should get bullied like that and Darren Helm did that to him. It was absolutely he, amazing. He he clears the zone to perfection while OC's screening, like you said, and it just like watching that again, there's there's nothing that Nashville can do. I, absolutely nothing. Um and and just and just looking at that, Jared you, you got to think to yourself, because in my opinion, the the first period was when the Avs probably played their their worst hockey, and it was almost like they were anticipating something from the Blues, and it it almost looked like they were trying to overcorrect themselves in a way. I was like, "What are you guys doing? Like, get back to playing your style of hockey?" And they did come that second, third, and, and overtime, but. In my opinion, you're just seeing a team that is just, as I've said, you know, before I'll continue to say it, head and shoulders above. I feel bad for saying abs and six uh, on the last episode. <laughs> and um, what are what are your thoughts about seeing that more of a like a McDermott baby um, in Nashville? I think Colorado has shown that they don't need to send McDermott out there right now. And until it gets to a point where he's needed, I don't see any reason to put him out there right now. I mean, it, it's not like anything Nashville's done has taken advantage of, of, of Avs players, you know? It's, it's, yeah, it's been, it's been rough. It's, it's been a rough game. Absolutely. There's been multiple, multiple really kind of rough hits, but I mean, outside of that, 
man, I got, I, I've got no, no, no reason to put him out there right now. None. I'm just like, I don't know. I'm trying to anticipate Nashville changing something. And at this point, I, I don't know what it could be even. Um, but you know they're gonna they're gonna come out and protect their barn. They're gonna try to. Um, you, yeah. I mean, with this this team goes as Matt goes right now. Um, he was evident in getting the scoring started in both games, and uh, it's it's really cool to see someone locked in like that after you know ghosts of a presser that reminded me of Duchesne. When he was talking about eight years here, I haven't won anything. You are seeing just the the comparisons of McKinnon and Duchesne right now, and you've seen the way that they've both kind of matured and grown up. And I'd take Mac ten times out of ten, bro. Hundred times out of a hundred. Um he there's just something about him. Max comments from last year. Um, I needs probably a little bit of clarification. You know what I mean? Um, it's it's more that he was asked more about like the depth coming in. You know, like the young guys come in, and that's when he was kind of like, you know, I've been here eight years. I haven't done. I haven't won shit. Like it's it's completely fair to say. You know? Yeah. yeah um. Yeah. And if, if, and I think that's what you're kind of seeing with, with, with 29 right now is that he's, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say he's more driven than he's ever been, but I mean, he's, he's ready to fucking roll every single night. Um, yeah, I, I just, McKinnon gets on a roll again this afternoon. Dude, we, and, and on, on Twitter spaces, I, I know I wasn't very active on that one the other night. But you came in and had the comment of the night though. Everyone was like, Oh, Oh, what did he just say? Yeah. I just, I'll, I'll just come in and drop a hot mic for no reason. You know, I mean, who cares? Um, uh, yeah, those have been great though. Yeah. Those spaces. And, and I mean, for, for what it's worth, I don't, we don't need to put Frankie in at all. We don't, sorry. We don't, I can't Kemper Kemper's your workhorse right now. He's proven that he's going to keep you in games. He's going to keep you solid in games. There's no reason to, to toss Frankie in there, especially the couple of shaky starts Frankie's had toward the end of the year. I mean, with, that's not uh, that's not 2018, 19 vintage from Loveland that we're seeing Frankie right now. We're seeing a a, a little bit a, older, a, a not very consistent know, Frankie bit. right now. Although he did play well against Nashville, I do have to say, because um, that was the first. Because if you remember uh, that COVID protocol game where we had everyone out, essentially. Uh, Frankie started that game against Nashville. Um, they obviously didn't win it because we had AHLers across the board, essentially. But, um, yeah, you know, you, you roll with Kemp's right now. Uh, that is the guy that you brought in to, uh, to get the job done. Um, there, were, there was even some people, Jared, that were saying, play Frankie game two, and I was like, no. Like, you have a clear advantage at goalie, and you take advantage of that. This is still a playoff series. You want to get this done as quickly as possible so you can get as much rest as possible because we know this team. I mean, we, we know this team. I'm not going to say it. We know this team. We. Yes. Kemp's is the guy for the job. Now, if he gets absolutely worn out, sure, you have the luxury in going with what I think is still a solid 1B. But yeah, I, I would keep going with Kemp's man. He he has proven, especially that. I mean, this year, man, he. <laughs> it's like Grubauer exits. Insert next Vesna candidate here for the abs. And he's played better as the year's gone on. So you want to keep writing that. Exactly. I mean, and 
here's the other thing too with with Kemp's his workload has been minimal. Yeah, I mean he only faced what like twenty. 28 shots last last game in total over the last two games 51 total shots faced that's it 51 so to put that into perspective mac and mccarr combined for 30 alone game two and mccarr had how many shot attempts 20 some odd which is the highest of any defenseman in as nordique's history yeah pretty damn good um Moving into game three this afternoon, um, what would be your key to game three? Weather the storm. They're going to come out feisty. Uh, they are they are cats after all in their own building. They've got you know we've probably taken them taken them to about five lives out of nine right now, but we just gotta we we just gotta get it done. You know, um, they. They will come out with fire. Uh, Ingram will probably, probably play well in front of the home crowd. So my X factor is for the Avs to weather the storm, get something going early into the first intermission so that they can kind of take the building out of it. Um, but... Uh, as far as like an actual X factor, like a player goes or like a storyline, I would like to see. I still want to see Miko put one in just one of his patented Miko goals um, to start things off would be would be fantastic. But uh, yeah, what about what about you, my friend? My number one key to this game is keep the crowd out of the game. Whether that's being aggressive on the fort check, whether that's putting the puck in the net, whether that's just straight up controlling play, if you can keep that crowd out of the game and keep that barn that's usually pretty raucous quiet, you're going to have a hell of a game. 100%. Um, my guy who I want to see kind of get off off to a good start, um, who I think has really been knocking on the door, is JT Comfer. Um, I, I think if comps can... He's been close. He's going to pot one. It's just a matter of time. And he's, he's going to be that guy where he's going to get one and all of a sudden shit's going to start going again. And I mean, it's just going to be a runaway train at that point. Andre Nicotina's song kind of came to me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Who Run that away, is. train. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, feeling feel, feeling good about this game, man. Feeling really good about it. I'm feeling good about where the Avs are as a team. Um, I mean, come on, we we gotta talk about the uh, the Kale and Gabe commercial for a little bit. We're gonna close on that, really, of all things. I don't know. I mean, if you had something better to close on. Uh, it's funny as hell. I mean, that's literally what it's like in the locker room. In, in any yeah. hockey locker room, man. You're just constantly talking shit to each other. I mean, the, 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 the comment of your face looks like a baby is just hilarious. Um, <laughs> it's just, it's so good. I mean, even, even Kale's trying to be mean, you can't take him seriously. Yeah, like, like, he, yeah, like he, he, he's he forcing asks, back like a. He asks for Gabe's glove and then throws it, and just stares at him like he's trying not to laugh because he's trying not to. He's just such yeah, a wholesome uh, person. It's it's just hilarious. Yeah, I mean they they can all take jokes and uh, you know, evident with uh with Kale and Gabe for sure. Just kind of the the team antics that go on uh, behind that locker room. I mean, it's a fun locker room for all their. Uh, they'll release like the uh, puck of the game vids and all of them are just pure um, <laughs> but but yeah I mean it, it was cool to see them get just kind of their um, you know their spot I, I feel like the Avs have kind of been as far as a, a record setting team goes they haven't had a lot of media presence you know even 
even in NHL shows, that they'll take analysts will be talking about, you know, this is why I think Florida's going to win, or this is why I think the Leafs are going to win. Playoff experience. What? Are you kidding me? Like, no. I, I just, like, they're, they're, it was nice to see them get a little bit of love, is, is all I'm going to say with that. It was really cool to see. And it being a Pepsi commercial, too. I mean, national commercial, it was really, really something. But, uh, but yeah, in closing, um, Jared, what's been your favorite series? I guess would be a great question to end off of, besides the abs. Favorite series? Ooh. I mean, if, if Edmonton didn't put eight up on LA last night, that's been a pretty good series outside of that. Um, Boston Carolina has been okay. Carolina's barn is fucking awful. I'm I mean holy shit. And they might have one of the greatest um entrance songs in in hockey. They come out to Rocky Like a Hurricane, which is just phenomenal. Yep. Um and they have they always have someone like doing the hurricane siren, which is great. I love everything about that building is phenomenal. I they don't get enough credit. Um, Florida and Washington has been kind of a sleeper. And it's just been kind of boring. Not really much to it. Um, Minnesota absolutely fucking speed bagged St. Louis last night. That's um, got an old school, old yeah, school feel to it. Yeah, it's, it's a really good one. Um, my personal favorite right now, obviously outside of our Colorado series, um, I, I would definitely have to say is Tampa and Toronto. Um, the, 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 and the reason why I'm not picking the Dallas series and in the Dallas series has only been three, three goals scored in two games. That's it. They both been shut out wins. Um, that, that, that Dallas series is just so boring to watch. I, it is, you want to talk about bland hockey Blackburn, go watch a fucking Dallas game. Bland <laughs> hockey. I'm just boring as fuck, man. I I want to fall. I I want to fall asleep watching. Everyone's like, oh, I'll watch golf to fall to fall asleep. I'll go turn on Dallas Stars game and I'll go pass out. No problem. Yeah. Like if I want to take a nap for this game, I'll turn on the Dallas replay and just fall asleep because it's just fucking boring. Um, to Toronto and and Tampa has been really good, and it's been really interesting because neither of the captains, um. Tavares or Stamkos have really made an impact in the series. Um, AM34s had a couple here and there. Mitch Marner got off to Schneid in game one. Um, Vasilevsky has not looked good. It looks like maybe there's some cup fatigue going on there. They've been playing a ton of hockey in the last uh, two and a half years, almost three years now. Um, They've just, with all these deep cup runs that they've had, I mean, it's... It, that's probably the most interesting series I've watched thus far. By far. Tampa. Tampa series. And with Toronto being up 2-1, I mean, really, you, got, you have most of the hockey fan base, fan base split two ways. You want to keep making fun of the Maple Leafs, or you, or you don't want to see Tampa win a third, go, go on a possible third straight cup run. Like, there, there is just, you're split because you love the memes, but you also hate, you don't want to see Tampa win again. It's it's a tough one. I'd much rather see Tam, uh, Toronto win and get out and get over that hump. Um, but it, I don't have Toronto coming out of the West at all, or out of the West. Holy shit, out of the East. I was gonna say you better not. <laughs> am um, I awake yet? It's eleven twenty out here, bro. What the hell am I doing? <laughs> I had the car over at Breaks Plus at eight a.m. What am I doing? <laughs> what about you? Um, What's been your favorite one to watch? For me, a personal favorite has been like I thought game one of like the the series between Minnesota and the Blues has been fun to watch, even though they've been kind of lopsided games. Um, it's just been fun to see them kind of you know take blows at each other. It's a true sort of war of attrition over there. Um, but. I have loved watch, watching uh, 
Shesty play. Um, that new like he's going to get the Rangers to the second round by himself, in my opinion. Um, just I don't know. I, I love watching a, a a good goalie get hot and teams try to figure out how the hell they're going to stop him. Um, he faced 76 shots in that overtime. I can expect it like 8.7 goals. Yeah, the one that pushed the Avs game to ESPNU for the first yeah. two hours of a two and a half hour blowout. Right. Um but so that that's been fun to watch just because I do like watching that 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 type of stuff and seeing that. Um, oh, I will say, speaking of that overtime game. So that night I was scrolling through Twitter before we went on the ice, and yeah, um, there someone put out a poll was like, "Hey, which game will end first, Colorado, Nashville, or New York and Pittsburgh?" Someone fucking quote tweeted it and said, "This the Colorado Nashville game ended an hour ago. It was like mid second period." Jeez, I was like, well, insane. you just won. You just won. Tweeted a night. Congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, but yeah, that's been a, a fun one for me, and and just like the overall vibe that playoff hockey's back. Um, you know, loved watching the teams take a game from Edmonton. Um. But uh, but yeah, I would have to say, I've got. I mean, I've got Carolina coming out of the East, man. Um, my bracket is Carolina Avs. I've got the Leafs winning. I've got Leafs making it out of round one. I have the Kings in seven, which might come back to bite me. But um, you know, up until up until recently, you know, Edmonton hadn't shown us anything. I mean, McDavid had an zero and eight playoff record. Up until this series, so I truly thought it was going to be Kings in seven, but that that might change now. Um, but uh, yeah, it's just it's it's good to have it back, you know. And while the Rockies are going to continue to Rocky, it's it's nice to to have something uh, worthwhile to cheer for in in Denver. But uh, yeah, folks, happy game three. Hope you crack a couple cold ones. Hope you enjoy your Saturday. And uh, yeah, go Avs. We'll see y'all back here soon. Peace. Find a way. Find a way. My family home for the holidays. I'm in the studio cooking up music because I know I never got time to waste. This is a decision I got to make. Made it here. I can't stop now. Had to make what I got now. This is the life I chose. Seen the highs and lows. I've been getting what I want now. Middle finger to the middle. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.